We would like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Preborn. When a mother meets her baby on an ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine connection. And the majority of the time, she will choose life. But she can't do it without our help. Preborn needs us, the pro-life community, to come alongside her. One ultrasound is just $28. To donate, dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby or visit preborn.com. Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Jenna, first, good morning. Great to be with you, the queen of talk radio in America. The left does not want to honor our freedoms, and we have a responsibility to fight back. I love talking about the things of God because of truth and the biblical worldview. Fill that void with a vision that runs so deep that it dilutes the woke agenda. Well, thank you, Jenna. Right from the beginning, I knew you, so it's an honor to be with you, and you're doing really well. Proud of you. Formerly legal counsel to President Trump. Jenna Ellis. Good morning, America. This is Jay Christian Adams, not Jenna Ellis today. Missed y'all. It's been a while. Good to be back with you on Jenna Ellis in the morning. I'm president of the Public Interest Legal Foundation, the nation's only charitable public interest law firm dedicated to election integrity. Also serve as a Trump appointee on the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights you can follow me at Election Law CTR. That's Election Law CTR. It's so good to be back. It's been a while, a couple of months since I was co-hosting, or I should say guest hosting for Sandy Rios. So glad to have you. Look forward to your phone calls today at one 589 Got a lot of stuff in the show to talk about. I don't know about you, but have, have your neighbors gone overboard decorating for Halloween? Any, anybody out there have 25-foot skeletons in the front yard this year? Keeps seem to be getting wilder and wilder each year. I wonder if you are experiencing some of the same things I am. I always like to see like the houses that do Halloween, how do they do Christmas? I'm kind of like waiting to see if uh, the extravagance continues into the Christmas season. We are now, what, three weeks with no house speaker? No house speaker... Uh, for the House of Representatives in Washington, some people might say, well, that's good. They're not doing anything. That's that's what we want. Of course, on the other hand, the world seems to be teetering, doesn't it, on the edge. And the House Speaker, as you know, if you took American civics in school, is what? Fourth or third, actually, in line for the presidency. I have that right? I think so. So president, vice president, Speaker of the House. And I think President Pro Tem of the Senate. So it's it's an important position, especially in tough times. But today, the Republicans are supposed to be meeting to decide who their nominee is going to be. And there's a whole lot of people out there who want the position, it seems, or at least say that they're willing to accept the position, including Tom Emmer of Minnesota. Tom Emmer of Minnesota is one candidate. Byron Donalds of Florida. I saw him speak, actually talked to him about this time last year out in Arizona. Byron Donalds, a Republican, he seems to be getting the support of the conservatives in the House. You know, a number of years ago, I was involved with an organization that we were thinking about getting involved in the speaker's race. And I remember everybody said, it's an insider's game. There's nothing you can do. It's really for the members of the club to decide who their club president is. And so we generally stayed out 
But that seems to be different now, doesn't it? Who the Speaker of the House is, is a hot button issue. And it's been three weeks without one. That may be changing shortly. That may be changing shortly. Um, other news, folks, I, I don't know about you. I haven't been, I haven't been here guest hosting since uh, the whole crisis in Israel started. But I don't know about you, but and I'm sure this has been discussed. I view this, you know, as a question of whether Israel is Israel, whether Israel continues to exist as a nation, whether the lessons learned from World War II and the attempted genocide of an entire religious uh, people that goes back thousands of years, whether that continues to exist is at stake. You know, not long ago, I have friends who are strong supporters of Israel financially, and, and they always talked about the threat of Israel disappearing. And at the time, it seemed, are you kidding me? They've got the bomb. Don't forget, Israel is a nuclear nation. It's not talked about much, but it's true. They've got an incredible will to survive. So how on earth could they disappear? Well, I think we, we saw a glimpse of how that could happen. This is from today's Washington Times, story by Ben Wolfgang. Israel's window, window of opportunity to launch a decisive ground assault on Hamas seemed to narrow Monday with reports of growing impatience over the long-awaited offensive while the Biden administration privately advised Israel that waiting a bit longer could result in the safe return of more hostages in the Gaza Strip. Did you catch that? The Biden administration, according to Ben Wolfgang at the Washington Times, is leaning on Israel to slow down because they're worried about hostages. I don't know about you, but one of the tragedies of that Saturday morning was the notion that these hostages do not have a very uh, high prospect of coming out. And considering the scale of what happened, considering the slaughter of innocents in the numbers that occurred, you almost said to yourself, at least I did, that that's one of the added horrors of this tragedy. That indeed the hostages do not have a strong likelihood of getting out. So here we are, those of you who are my age or older will remember a time in America where an American president became frozen because of his views of the hostages. When an entire nation was held hostage by nutcases in the same part of the world, apocalyptic lunatics in Tehran, which, guess what? This is the same thing all over again as far as what the source of this is. It's no different than it was back then as far as who's calling the shots. And once again, Americans are held hostage. Once again, Americans are being held by proxies of Ayatollahs. Here we go again. And if there was ever a clearer case for justified military action, 
if there was ever a, an example where a nation's survival is at stake and has to fight, it's what's happened in the last few weeks in Israel and with Hamas. Yesterday, the Israeli Defense Forces brought in reporters behind closed doors to view video compilations, I think it was about 45 minutes, that these barbaric lunatics captured in their slaughter of the innocents near the Gaza Strip inside Israel. And so the Israeli Defense Forces, in an effort to counter this, this ancient, decades-old narrative that things like the Holocaust didn't really happen, brought reporters in to show them the video of the beheading of babies. Because the world media, don't forget, is on the side of Hamas and has long been against Israel because they're the world media. The world media doesn't like Israel and why it exists. So here we are. We're waiting. We're waiting for whether or not Israel is going to do what it needs to do to defend itself. And I hope these stories by Ben Wolfgang that I just read at the Washington Times are wrong. I hope that the Biden administration is not leaning on Israel to not act. I double negative to you, didn't I? I hope that the president of the United States is not getting in the way of Israel defending itself. Let's put it that way. What do you think about this at one 589 I'm Jay Christian Adams, substituting for Jenna Ellis in the morning here on American Family Radio. It's so great to be here, by the way. I miss you guys. I was, you might remember, uh, substituting for Sandy Rios quite a bit last year. And I enjoyed spending mornings taking your calls. Want to hear more from you, one 589 so what should Israel do? Quick history lesson, folks. Why does Israel exist? Why does Israel exist? Now, of course, there's biblical reasons. Of course, there's historical reasons that we can find in the Bible. But let's talk about the geopolitical reasons. The British controlled that part of the world in the 1800s, in the early 20th century. And a Zionist movement emerged where Jews would resettle into Israel under British control, and the British government welcomed them. And so this went on, and then World War II happened. And of course, we all know what happened there. At least I think we all know. These days, when you look at college campuses, I'm not sure everybody there knows what happened in World War II. I'm not sure the lunatics at Harvard and Times Square that are marching against the state of Israel understand why it exists. And it exists for this reason. Because one of the, the most powerful industrial governments in the world in the 1930s and first half of the 40s attempted to eradicate all Jews. That is a fact. It is not open to debate. That's Nazi Germany. And after World War II, there was an effort to set things right to restore the Jewish state in that part of the world. And here's the part that I tell people that's most important. Around 1948, the United Nations offered Israel and Palestine a deal, Palestinians a deal, because there is no Palestine, by the way. Country does not exist. Slip of the tongue on my part. My apologies. 
And the United Nations went to the Jewish people and it went to the Palestinians and it said, you each get a country. What do you think? Do you want the deal or not? The Jewish people said, yes, we will take the United Nations deal and we will take our country, which, by the way, looked crazy. It was tiny and weird on the map. And the Palestinians said no. And what did the Arab countries do? They invaded Israel from all sides all at once in a surprise attack. And miraculously, the Jewish state won that war. Miraculously, the state of Israel was born. Miraculously. And anybody who knows stories about that war knows what I'm talking about. So it was a a refuge to the Jews of the world who survived the extermination campaign of a demonic world leader whose name I won't even say because we know who it is. And if you're at the Michigan State football game, you know who it is last weekend. So hell on earth and the fires of hell were burning an entire people and they got a country in 1948-49. So it would never happen again. My name is Jay Christian Adams. I'll be with you this hour. I want to hear from you. We'll take your call shortly at 1 589 You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's a long story. I don't have time to get into it, but my great, great, uh, my great uncle, you can see in my Twitter feed, I have a pinned Twitter at Election Law CTR. My great uncle was the military attache of the United Nations to this effort. He was a a highly decorated combat pilot in World War II. And he was sent to Israel-Palestine for this event. And uh, you could see that in my Twitter pin. So what do you think about the state of Israel? We're going to be taking your calls. Oh, and something's happening in your public schools that you never dreamed was possible and you haven't heard about yet. I'll get to that in a second. It's called detracking. That's correct. Detracking. And I guarantee it's going to make schools even worse. Wait till you hear what this is. Detracking. And lastly, do you have any thoughts about Halloween? You know, all around where I am, there's these 40 or uh, it seems 40 foot tall skeletons in people's yards. And yards filled with lights and people dancing around fires and decapitated heads hanging from trees. They have that going on in your neighborhood. I'd love to hear about that. I'm Jay Christian Adams in today for Jenna Ellis, 1-888-589-8840. You're listening to American Family Radio. Did you know that every day, Preborn's network of clinics experiences 200 miracles? How? Preborn gives women with unplanned pregnancies a window into their womb through free ultrasounds, introducing them to the beautiful life growing inside. Once she meets her child inside her womb and hears their heartbeat, the chance of her baby's life doubles. Because of the generosity of you and me who donate just $28 to sponsor an ultrasound, Preborn can do this. The cost of a dinner can save a life, the most worthwhile investment you can make. All gifts are tax deductible and go entirely to saving babies. Someday you may meet a baby that you rescued and you can give them a hug. 
or maybe they'll give you a hug. Maybe they'll even save your life as they grow and pursue meaningful careers. One thing is for sure, you will never regret saving a child's life because life is a miracle. Please donate your best gift today. Just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 baby or go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning, America. I'm Jay Christian Adams, not Jenna Ellis this morning. I'm in for Jenna here on American Family Radio. It's so great to be with you again. Missed you all. It's good to be back. We've been talking about the state of Israel under attack. Why does Israel exist? It exists because demonic, barbaric, bloodthirsty lunatics in the middle of the 20th century tried to eradicate all Jews, like with murder, as we know. And now the state of Israel is under siege again, and... The administration, the American president, seems to, according to reports in the Washington Times, tell the state of Israel to slow down in defending itself. Now, two carriers have gone over, the Gerald Ford and I think the Eisenhower, have gone over into the Mediterranean, and there's nothing more impressive than a carrier. I was down at the Norfolk Naval Base uh, not long ago, and I saw the Gerald Ford up close, and I will tell you that you look at it in awe. I mean, it's the largest warship ever constructed by humans. And it could have won World War II on its own. And it's now in the Mediterranean. So Paul, or I should say trucker Paul, not just Paul is with us. Uh, 1-88-589-8840. Good morning, trucker Paul. I assume that's oh, your uh, road name, right? How you doing? What's up? Yeah, I guess you could say it's more like my radio road name. But I was going to use. I'm traveling through Kentucky, even though I'm from Louisiana. Feeling great this morning, um, moving right along, but I'm thinking what Israel needs to do in reference to what you asked. Um, when Biden gives advice, man, my first instinct is tuck, tail, run, 100% opposite, but be advised. He gave advice as to why he even came in there in the first place. And he seems to be siding up with some of the people that aren't friendly with Israel. So I'm just thinking something that keeps in the back of my mind prophecy that says the lady that turns against Israel's people or Jerusalem. I forget how how it was worded. I'm driving, so I can't look it up on the yeah. in the Bible. Please um, don't. Yeah, I keep my eyes on this road. So the um, the thought is, you know, the lady that turns his back on 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 Israel. The only thing in reference that we could think of in Bible times might possibly be the um, the, uh, the the Statue of Liberty. Right. Well, and, I hope and, I mean, not. Feeling, they don't know. They don't know. I mean, it's just all a guess on that side. But I hope we don't, as a country, turn our back on Israel. But Biden well, we can't open to do that. Right. We can't. Look. Thank you, Trucker Paul. Drive safe. Look, Israel, Israel, there's two countries in the world, and there might be one I'm missing, so somebody can call and correct me. But there's two countries in the world whose birth certificate was born out of a moral imperative. That it was born for a good reason, right? And one is the United States, its Declaration of Independence, 
tells you why it was born. It was born because all men are created equal. It brought something new to the face of the earth. It helped renew the face of the earth. It stood as a force against evil. And if you have any doubt about that, you can imagine the paratroopers in 1945 in April parachuting into the concentration camps to free those people, which takes us to the second country that was born out of a moral imperative, and that's the state of Israel. Because of the hell on earth, the the bloodthirsty industrial mass murder of a madman ideologue socialist by the name of Adolf Hitler and all of his henchmen who sought to eradicate Jews from the face of the earth. So we have two countries, America and Israel, who have similar beginnings. And so the question is, why? Why would we stand in the way as a country to allow Israel to defend itself from from bloodthirsty animals who want to destroy it? Good morning, Sandy. You are on American Family Radio. I'm Jay Christian Adams in for Jen Ellis. Thanks, sir. Uh, I got a two-part question. Um, regarding, you know, we do have to start staying very strong with Israel. I totally agree with you. But I don't know. I think you touched on it briefly. I don't know about the history of Palestine. It's not a country. Did Israel uh, allow that land to be given to them? Is it part of Israel? And then this is my second part of the question. It's unrelated. Um, what's the status of Trump's legal situation, if you will, and discuss that? You may not be in my talking about it. Right. Okay. Bring it to your attention. okay, Sandy, thank you. Let me now look. The history of the formation of the state of Israel would take at least an entire show. Um, I left off in 1948, where it basically boils down to this. A bunch of people were living in the same place, or at least close, the Palestinians and the Jews. And this goes back, you know, from the Bible. I mean, you, you, you can read all about the history of that part of the world in the Bible. And the United Nations, it's almost like old Rome, right? It's almost like... Uh, Herod, I'm, I'm making a very rough analogy. Please don't hold me to it. And the United Nations said, okay, you guys both get a country. And Israel said, we'll take the deal. And the Palestinians said, we won't. And all of the Arab states around invaded and tried to snuff out the new country of Israel, the new state of Israel. And they lost, the Arabs lost. And this kept happening. The Arabs would invade Israel to try to snuff it out. It happened in, I think, 72, unannounced invasion from all sides. And as part of Israel's victory in that war, the peace accords, or I should say the peace, had the Palestinians in the West Bank and Gaza Strip. And these are these people who live there that nobody wants. Lebanon doesn't want them, Jordan doesn't want them, Egypt doesn't want them, and that's why they're stuck in these places. And so along comes Bill Clinton and the Oslo Accords that were set up to create a kind of peace. And Israel would withdraw from the West Bank and Gaza Strip, would take their military out, and these places would become largely self-governing. But final status, listen to those words, final status is the big issue. 
what becomes of these Palestinian areas, West Bank, Gaza Strip? Do they become nations or do they not? And the, the single issue that slows down final status, now get ready, guys, is whether or not these places will agree that Israel has a right to exist. Oh, yes, you heard that correctly. Should Israel exist is the holdup to final status. Do the bloodthirsty people in the Gaza Strip respect Israel's right to exist? And we got the answer a couple weeks ago. Answer, no. No, they do not respect Israel's right to exist. That is the Christian Adams two-minute version of Israeli history. Hope it's helpful, Sandy. Michael, you're in Texas. Good morning. You're on American Family Radio with Jay Christian Adams. Yes, sir. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. Now, what you what you were saying earlier, I, right. I, did, I did some research. 1955, 1956, Dwight D. Eisenhower passed a law in God we trust, to be printed on our bills. Well, I sure hope it's still there. I, 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 I had a bunch of bills the other day, and they looked a little different to me. I might need to look more carefully next time uh, I'm spending money. Uh, thank you, Michael in Texas. Sorry about those Astros. Good morning, Iris. You're also in Texas. You're on with Jay Christian Adams. Good morning. Good morning. I want to share with you that I'm a Messianic Jew and have been for 43 years. I went to Israel for the second time, got back seven weeks before the um, horrible war broke out. And I am definitely in agreement with you and that um, they should not listen to Biden. Israel should not listen to Biden and that they need to do whatever they need to do to protect Israel. As I've told a cousin of mine that special needs he never has to worry because Israel will never lose that land. And one of the greatest mistakes they made was giving it up. It never works land for peace, and we know that. So I'm praying to be bold and strong. And for many years, I've prayed never a Palestinian state. And I'm going to continue to pray and stand and believe that this too shall pass and Israel's greatest days are ahead. They're not behind us. Well, I hope you're right, Iris. It's a moral imperative. You know, I've never been to Israel. I, I, I've been to lots of places in the world, but Israel's not one of them. And I know a lot of people who have. And those who have come back have told me uh, the miraculous development of that part of the world that the, uh, the, the Jews have succeeded in doing over the last, what, you know, close to, I guess, closing in on 80 years that just didn't exist before. The productivity, the turning of that that land into something productive. Uh, that's because, uh, you know, there's a culture of productivity in the West. And Israel, to a large extent, uh, is a Western state. I mean, in, in, in so many different ways, even if not geographically. Uh, and so I think that's one of the great miracles of Israel. I wish I could see it. I wish I had time, and I wish there were circumstances would permit, but it's under threat. Uh, it's it's dangerous whether or not uh, the country is even have a chance of surviving. Taking your calls at one eight eight five eight nine eighty eight forty. I'm Jay Christian Adams. You're on American Family Radio. Pete, you were in Texas. I, I wonder if you're a baseball fan, Pete. First, are you an Astros or Rangers kind of guy? I'm a Rangers kind of guy. I live in the Dallas area. Well, congratulations. Uh, I am too. 
<laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it was exciting to watch. Um, so what do you have today I'm for a, us, Pete? Well, I'm a, a, a Bible teacher and a, a prophecy teacher. I kind of specialize in that. I was just electrified when I was asked to teach and, and study. And um, I understand that uh, I think I believe Israel exists because uh, God chose her, not because Israel was any better or more numerous or more spiritually sensitive than anybody else, but just because he wanted to show the entire world that he is a God who chooses um, and is faithful, uh, even to those who are unfaithful. Uh, so that includes Israel and that includes us. Um, as, as uh, Christian believers. And uh, we, if we look all the way forward to the end of the Bible um, in the new, uh, the, the new Jerusalem, the foundation stones are named for the apostles of Christ, uh, but the gates are named for the 12 tribes of Israel. So the, the promise is, and I think it goes all the way back to the, uh, the Abrahamic covenant, which is an everlasting covenant uh, given in Genesis 12, is that we are going to exist together with Israel, the church, and Israel together in the new uh, Jerusalem. Yeah. Well, look, the, the, there is no question that this fight over this part of the world has implications that go beyond who's in control of Temple Mount. And see, that's that's the bottom line, is... The mullahs in Iran have an equally apocalyptic vision of this fight. The mullahs and the ayatollahs in Iran think that this fight is the end times fight, and they make no secret about it. And you could read all about that lunacy, I'm sure, online, unless Google is like hiding it, which they're very good at. That's a whole other story. If I come back this week, another day, I'll, we'll get into Google. And we're going to get into Halloween next segment. Don't go away, callers like Quinn. We're going, to, we're going to be on that and what's going on with Halloween. But I think that you're exactly right, that Israel and this flashpoint is so significant. And that's why, that's why I think we should be paying very close attention to these events. Very close attention. Marty, good morning. You appear to be in Iowa how are you doing out there, Marty? I am in Iowa. I'm really good, and I'm another trucker running down a road. Uh, Be careful. And all I wanted to say, yes, I will. The only thing I wanted to say that is so important, and I, it seems as Christians, especially in America, we are inept with our scriptures. It's just terrible how, and I'm one of them. I'm, I'm not picking on anyone. I am one of them. Today I was in Psalm 24. And we read where God is blessing Jacob, or in some of our scriptures, it says Israel. And people don't recognize that the scriptures are so much older than this thing called Islam. And we know already that it, as Paul says, that if another man comes to you, or even an angel from heaven that gives you another gospel, it is anathema. It is condemned. And we go, our job as Christians is to be light and salt. And I have not done that work. In America, we're too busy 
whining about the chairs in a church or the preacher's too loud or the music's not right. Well, uh, We are disgusting in the eyes of Jesus Christ when we have been called to go make disciples. Yeah. I mean, look, thank you for that call, Marty. I, I Look, nobody's perfect uh, in as far as their, uh, you know, w- there, there's lots of hours in the day that we could probably spend better. And with that, I have to keep an eye on the clock. We have a break coming up. I'm Jay Christian Adams. It's so great to be in for Jenna Ellis today. What about Halloween? Have you guys seen something going on with Halloween in your neighborhood? I sure have. I'll tell you about that next. We'll get your calls, including Quinn, hang on in Mississippi. Want to take your calls at 1-888-589-8840. Oh, I forgot to tell you about detracking. Some public schools are deciding there's too many math levels. Let's collapse them all. We'll have that and more coming up next on American Family Radio. If you're like most of us, you're paying way too much for healthcare. That's why I want to tell you about a ministry that has been meeting the healthcare needs of hundreds of thousands of Christians, and that's Christian Healthcare Ministries, chministries.org. Christian Healthcare Ministries is cost sharing made easy. For over 40 years, this unique model has allowed believers to choose their own doctors without worrying about networks or waiting periods, since they are not insurance, but a faith-based alternative to insurance. Members not only get advantages from the affordability, flexibility, and reliability of CHM, but they also receive access to 24-7 telehealth services at no additional cost. It's no surprise that doctors across the country appreciate working with CHM, and so will you. It all starts with a visit to chministries.org AFR. That's chministries.org AFR. Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest serving health share ministry serving all 50 states. Share the good news with a friend too. chministries.com slash AFR. Make the switch today with any time enrollment. Welcome back to Jenna Ellis in the morning on American Family Radio. Good morning. I'm Jay Christian Adams, not Jenna Ellis today. So good to be visiting back with you all. I missed you all. And we're going to get to Halloween in just a second. But I got to read something. You know, it's gotten to the point, I know all of you out there experience this, where you see something in the news and it seems like a farce, right? It seems like, oh, there's one more brick out of the wall of civilization to come out. This can't be real, but I know it is. We've all gone through that. And this morning in the Washington Times, from a Charleston Post and Post and Courier, South Carolina story. There's the latest version of this can't be real, but I know it is. Schools offer one class to close racial gaps in math. So what does this mean? Schools are getting rid of math tracking. In other words, in other words, according to the Washington Times, they're getting rid of classes that separate students by achievement level because it could be the key to narrowing gaps in math performance. The public school tried by enrolling all ninth graders in the same math class because of racial achievement gaps. Because I guess the fact there's a gap is bad. Never mind whether or not anybody's achieving anything, schools are now more worried about the gap than the achievement. 
And so what they've done is they have collapsed all math classes into one. So the kid who should be taking calculus is going to be in the same math class for the kid with the kid who doesn't know his times tables. This is happening in South Carolina, Blythewood School District. So, folks, there's no sanctuary from these freaks. There's no sanctuary, even if you're in places like South Carolina, Mississippi. The lunacy is coming to you. This is going to mean that there's fewer good people who are good at math, I should say, in 20 years. So next time you, you, you get on a plane designed by an aerospace engineer, just remember Blythewood, South Carolina, and getting rid of math tracks. The kids who should be taking calculus are now taking math with the kids who are not so good at addition. And they just figured out four plus three equals seven. So that's the solution in the government-run schools to the, quote, math achievement gap is to get rid of class tracking. Because class tracking is racist, right? It's racist. It's part of school segregation. That's what it says. So I just want to draw that to your attention because it's the latest version and we've gone nuts. So let's turn to Halloween. I was driving around the neighborhood and I started seeing some things this year that I had not seen before. For example, 20 foot tall skeletons in people's yards. Some yards have two 20 foot tall skeletons. And I mean 20 foot tall. I don't know how these things ship. Where are they getting them? At the 20-foot-tall skeleton store? I'm seeing things like severed heads, dancing demons. And look, I don't want to be a fuddy-duddy. Like, I'll be handing out candy on Halloween night. I'm not an a, a, uh, abstainer. But what's going on out there? It's like, who can create the most diabolical scene in their front yard? Are you trying to do like artwork, like, you know, it's a big Renaissance painting thing to show like the gates of hell. You see that in like in Michelangelo's art. I think he has a very famous painting, actually, in the Sistine Chapel that shows the gates of hell. So that is that what's going on? You're you're trying to be Michelangelo in your front yard this season? And how many of you people with the dancing demons in your front yard are going to be doing Christmas displays? I don't know. Maybe all of you. Maybe I'm a fuddy-duddy. But I wonder, are you seeing the same thing? Have Halloween displays taken a dark turn? I want to hear from you. 1-88-589-8840. Quinn, you're in Mississippi. You're on with Jay Christian Adams on American Family Radio. Hey, Jay, it's uh, good to hear your voice, man. I'll definitely miss hearing you. Um, yeah, I uh, uh, in Olive Branch, Mississippi, less than 100 yards from City Hall, there is a house. I can't get into too much detail, but it has really good depiction of a child being cut. Uh, that's your call screener said that's about as much as I could say. I'm sending him pictures uh, via email uh, later. Um, I'm not Catholic, but it also has a depiction of a nun with a zombie-like face. And on that, that first one I was telling you about, there's a backdrop that has blood splattered everywhere. There's a chainsaw involved. 
Uh, I think it's very, very realistic. And, yeah, I think people have gone way over the top this year. I mean, I don't want to see that in Olive Branch, Mississippi. Yeah. Well, thanks for that call, Quinn, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, And, look, you bring up something I want to flag. You said, I'm not Catholic, but there's a nun. Nuns are like a favorite of Hollywood to make fun of. Pay attention to this, because if you're not Catholic, you may not catch this as much. But nuns, uh, those who are in uh, consecrated life, are always the victim of jokes and ridicule and being made fun of by Hollywood and by mainstream culture. Pay attention to that. Why? More than priests, by the way. Nuns are routinely, and I think you guys probably instinctively know the answer, but it's a, and this is your Halloween description is, is another example. Why nuns? Like, does it, does it run contrary to the, you know, uh, the role that Hollywood has assigned to women in a way that is more offensive to Hollywood than priests and, and, and ministers? I think so. I think that's what it is. And so sure enough, the Hollywood display, you got to have the nuns, right? So Jimmy, you're up in Pennsylvania. Good morning, Jimmy. You're on with Jay Christian Adams in for Jen Ellis on American Family Radio. Good morning. Yeah, how are you doing? It's really good to hear you. I, I, I was just uh, saying the other day when I was listening to fill-ins, I was like, Where, where's Jay Christian Adams? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, Jimmy, well, thank in, you in for my that. Neighborhood, you think, yeah, sure. In my neighborhood, there, um, there, there's these two, two um, competing houses. And and they're trying to compete with each other, and it's like who has the tallest skeletons? Now there's werewolves, and uh, you know it's it's just skeletons crawling all over the house, and it, it's just it, it's unbelievable. I mean, it, they're, they're definitely in competition with each other because they're directly across the street. I mean, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Where where are you in Pennsylvania, Jimmy? Uh, Johnstown. All right. Well, I, everybody should go to the Johnstown Flood Museum and then go up to the lake and see the big gap in the dam. Great, great tourist destination. So listen, I, I know what you're talking about. And I can sort of tolerate the werewolves. Um, but what's happening now is different. It's like faceless children dancing around like a body or uh, severed heads hanging from trees it, it's not the good old days of the jack-o'-lantern and, and uh, you know, and, and maybe a witch. Uh, there's a, a one in my neighborhood has a legs coming out of the ground of a witch, like she's underground. That's sort of like fun. The stuff I'm talking about is demonic. I mean, I think it's deliberately demonic. Like they're trying to make it look demonic. It's not like a subtle theme. It's actually the theme is demons. Uh, and, Look, I'm no fuddy-duddy about Halloween. I didn't, I didn't grow up not participating in Halloween. I know a lot of people out there don't. That's fine. But this is sort of what those people were afraid of about Halloween, that it was actually this that we're seeing now on, on the streets of American neighborhoods. Maybe I'm just seeing this myself. How about you? Are you guys, are you guys seeing this sort of this change uh, in Halloween decorations I'm Jay Christian Adams taking your calls at 1-888-589-8840. Shirley, you're in Tennessee. What do you see, Shirley? Good morning. Um, I just want to tell you, I'm probably around your age, maybe a little older. And 
I quit Halloween as a child because I knew it had nothing to do with Christ. I don't know why Christians even celebrate it. I've seen people go well, to church, and churches have people come in with axes in their head and costumes of demons. And I'm like, this is a church. Why are y'all having parties and celebrations that include that? So to me, it shows that we really have fallen as far as Christianity, because some people accept any old thing, but that's supposed to be God's sacred house. So for me, I have the gospel tracks ready, but no candy will be handed out. The only thing I'll hand anybody 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year is a gospel tract and try to get them to Jesus. <laughs> well, I, I like that. I like that handing out at, at, at Halloween. Shirley, thank goodness you didn't live in my neighborhood in the 70s uh, because we we would have exchanged uh, the gospel uh, stuff for like soap and toilet paper. But that's a whole nother story. Uh, that's where the trick or treat comes in. And look, I, I can understand why folks don't want to participate in Halloween. Nothing wrong about that. But what I'm trying to emphasize is things seem to have changed and become that which those folks who didn't participate said it was, right? Like, if it, it, it's gotten crazy. Dick, you're in North Carolina. What are you seeing out there? Yes, good morning, Jay. Uh, I see the same thing that you do, and I was shocked this year to see the prevalence of nothing short of demonic. And here I live in a very small town, and what I consider to be a predominantly Christian community and uh, a church on every street corner, uh, and and yet this town is loaded. And the surrounding what few towns I've been to this week same thing and it's it's very overt uh, and and it's to me it's shocking it's never been like this this yeah. year we slipped a cog we, it, it exploded yeah I, I dick i'm glad that i'm not just seeing this you know on my own and, and trust me guys those of you who've been listening to jay christian adams substituting for sandy rios know that i'm not sort of like knee jerk on this kind of thing uh, i celebrate halloween to the extent that i hand candy candy out uh, uh, you know, I'm, 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 it's, I don't have displays, but the kids dress up and, and people visit. And look, I know some of you might not do that, but I do. And, uh, you know, but as long as you have boundaries, right, as long as it's about maybe like a jack-o'-lantern. Look, I get the history of Halloween. I understand that, you know, we can have uh, negative views about jack-o'-lanterns. I get that. What I'm trying to say is something, as you said, slipped a cog. Something is different this year. Uh, I'm seeing imagery and themes that I've not seen before. Now, I'm a writer at PJ Media and a bunch of other news outlets. I do columns. I'm tempted to steal a verb, to take pictures of the, some of these houses, and then wait two months and see what they do for Christmas. Like, I want to kind of do a side-by-side -side to see if they're substitutes, meaning you either like uh, one or the other. But that's going to take a lot of energy that maybe I should be devoted elsewhere to take someone else's idea. Karen, you are in Ohio. Good morning. What are you seeing, Karen? Good morning. I'm actually working in a neighborhood, um, and it's gone. They have gone all out. It's like there there must be a competition. <laughs> I don't know about it, but some of it is really kind of creepy. One house has. Um, eyes of like a cat uh, in their 
upper bedroom windows. Oh, I've seen those. That yes. is really, yeah, it's really creepy looking. And then the skeletons coming out of the ground, their hands and head and feet, and it, it's really weird. And because I'm staying here just for one more day, um, I have noticed. Uh, maybe I'm just particularly uh, sensitive that the things that I have, I've never experienced this in the house that I'm staying in, and I've been here many times. I've had some eerie things, like spiritual things, happen here. And, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I thought, okay. okay there, there's a whole other show, Karen. That, that's a whole other show, uh, the middle-of-the-night visitors. And, you know, I, I think that, that what we're seeing on neighborhood streets is new. And I've not experienced it before. Uh, and it, it's almost like I, everybody, your assignment is to go look at Michelangelo's painting, the Sistine Chapel. Look at the bottom half, the hell half, right down low. And if you're looking to do a Halloween display, try not to do the bottom half of Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel with the gates of hell. There's a good start. I'm Jay Christian Adams. It has been a fun hour with you. I'm so glad to spend it. I missed a lot of you uh, in for Jenna Ellis today. Uh, lots going on out there. I appreciate the time. Please pay attention. Please get engaged in what's going on in your community and in your country. It's folks like you who make the difference in the long run. And go out there, seize the day, make a difference. You're listening to American Family Radio. I'm Jay Christian Adams signing off. Take care, everybody. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio. I want to thank my sponsors, Preborn and Christian Healthcare Ministries. Preborn Network Clinics have rescued over 200,000 babies from abortion, and every day they save 200 babies' lives. But they can't do it without our help. Will you head over to preborn.com AFR and sponsor an ultrasound? Christian Healthcare Ministries is the longest serving health cost sharing ministry, helping Christians pay for and pray for one another's medical bills. Make the switch today and start saving. Visit chministries.org slash AFR. That's chministries.org slash AFR.